morning we turn to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Beginning at verse 16. Let us listen to God's Word. Proverbs 6, beginning with verse 16. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto Him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. The focus in particular this morning, one of the seven um, deadly sins, so to speak, The Lord says that He hates hands that shed innocent blood. Our thoughts this morning are regarding the evil nature of abortion. A plea to abortionists today. Last Sunday was the 50th anniversary of the unconstitutional Roe versus Wade federal decision to legalize abortion in all 50 states 122.73 to 122.23 though President Biden does not like to use the term abortion Many like to use the term pro-choice or a woman's right to choose or health care. Actually, the far left liberals want to use the correct term, abortion. Abortion. It is the ending, the terminating, the cutting off of a life. Last June, the Supreme Court declared Roe v. Wade unconstitutional and returned the decision to the states for 50 battles, although many of the states have already determined that they are going to uh, promote abortion. Is there a word from the Lord? What saith the Scripture about abortion? Abortionists claim that a woman has a right to her body and or that the aborted thing is a non-entity. They don't even refer to the fact that there's a baby within the womb. There's no mention of a baby's rights of a separate body within. My challenge is that the Bible indicates that each life is precious to the Lord and should be precious to us the sanctity of life. And a few challenges and pleas to abortionists, and challenges to you and me as Christians that the battle is just beginning. Abortion, number one, is deicide. It's deicide. It's the attempted murder of God. The Bible declares that humans are made in the image of God and after His likeness. And abortion 
is a destruction of an image of God. And therefore, it is true to, be, to call it deicide. Of course, no one can kill, can murder God. But people attempt to do so in many ways. And abortion is one way. Genesis 1 says, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Genesis 9 verse 6 says, In the image of God made he man. Every human being bears the image of God. And as Jesus, in his response to the Pharisees, uh, rendered to Caesar the things that are Caesar, but to God the things that are God's. And they asked him, or he asked them when he took a coin with Caesar's face on it, image and superscription, that he meant by saying, render to God the things that are God's, that look at man's face, that is an image of God. And the law of God is still written on man's heart. That is God's superscription, his, his writing. And whenever a human being is destroyed, it is a marring of the image of God. Think about someone walking into your house and taking a picture of your father or your mother or your wife or your child and just standing in front of you and ripping it to shreds. Now, they're not murdering your child, but as far as it certainly it, to you is an attempt to murder. It is marring an image even of the parent. For even it speaks of children as being in the image of their parents. Deicide, it's an attempt to mar the image of God Himself. We need to remember that abortion is deicide. It is an attempt to murder God. It is an attempt to destroy one of His images. One of His pictures, if you will. And it is not, it is not a light thing. Secondly, abortion is homicide. The Latin word homo is the word for man. It's man-killing. It is a breach of the sixth commandment. Thou shalt not murder. The firstborn human, Genesis 4.1, it says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, by the way. Early on, the Bible speaks of monogamy and the fact that intimacy is is only to be in the covenant of marriage. Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. You see the connection between conception, birth, and humanhood, if you will. David, even when he speaks of the fall, says in Psalm 51, In sin did my mother conceive me. Though he was conceived a sinner, the point is that he was a human being from conception. In Psalm 139, the Bible says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And it speaks about the fact that the Lord saw to it in the formation of the human body every day during the pregnancy of the mother. 
the sanctity of human life, the value of human life is underscored. The separation of the, of the, of the child from the mother. There's two bodies that are now being discussed, not one. And how often the baby's existence, the baby's body is ignored. And the, the woman's right is promoted. What about the child's right? What about the other human being in the body? What about that person's life? There's a person within the body of that mother. It is indeed homicide. Not a light thing. Thirdly, abortion is usurping God's authority to end life. Scripture tells us, Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed unto men once to die. Death, birth and death are appointed by God. Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a time to be born and a time to die. In other words, death is the sovereign choice of God. It is egocentric, arrogant, narcissistic to end a life contrary to God's sovereignty. Abortion, suicide, euthanasia, massacres, all these are usurping God's authority to end life. In other words, number one, it's God decides when life ends. It may be a heart attack, it may be an accident, it may be sickness, whatever be the, the reason, the cause. It's God at the end of the day that decides when our life is terminated. And then God delegates. Capital punishment is not something that originated and ended with Israel. It was way back in creation. Genesis 9-6 Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. God delegates to government Capital punishment for premeditated murder, premeditated killing, which is murder. Abortion is premeditated killing, it is murder. Just like religion and work and marriage and society, government was pre Israel. And man is responsible to execute justice, to perform justice. And justice may be delayed because man refuses to uh, exercise capital punishment upon premeditated killing, but justice will not be denied forever. There is a judgment day coming. Abortion is repulsive to God. I read Proverbs 6.16. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to God, when you ask what could be the, the, uh, the, what word would describe something absolutely repulsive to God, it is that word abomination. God speaks of pride, lying, and deception. These are things God hates. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that is involved in, in uh, swiftness and mischievousness false witness that speaks lies and he that sows discord among brethren and oh what a what a warning to the church and so much 
slander and gossip. God hates sowing discord. But third, the third is hands that shed innocent blood. And that certainly includes those who are, are victims of euthanasia. Thousands and thousands are, are being killed by so-called euthanasia, which the word means a good death. It is an evil death. And of course, simply picking off people, like pushing a, a, a person into the path of a train or using a, a gun to, to, to slay someone. But 60,000 lives plus just in America since 1973. 60 million, excuse me, 60 million plus. It's usurping God's authority. It is no light thing. It is no light thing indeed. It is repulsive to the Lord. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. The Bible is very clear. Abortion is damnable. Romans 1.18 says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against murder among many other sins. Verse 29. The Bible says in Revelation 21.8, Murderers shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. And in Revelation 22, the very last chapter of the Bible, verse 15, the Bible says that outside heaven will be murderers. And so, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against abortionists including the mother and the doctor, including all who support and promote abortion. Abortionists will have their lake, their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Abortionists, if they die abortionists, shall be outside of heaven. They will never see the light of day. As they kept babies from seeing the light of day one day they will never see again the light of day thank God abortion is forgivable Jesus said all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven of the children of men there are many former abortionists many former butchers many former mothers who did not want their children just one, Dr. Kathy Altman, was converted to Christ. She is an OBGYN doctor, once an atheist and a staunch supporter of women's rights, so to speak. She had an abortion herself. And then she had a, a baby. And while she had, after, right after she had her baby, she was still able to perform abortions. And people ask, how? what is in the mind of a, an abortionist, a doctor? She said, it's compartmentalized. She said, you zero in on the fact that this child was wanted and this child was unwanted. We, we, don't want, we want to facilitate the mother of an unwanted child. 
And she said, I could compartmentalize. I could, I could hold a baby in my hands and that, that was wanted and, and enjoy the body parts. And yet, at the same time, she could go into the other room, as it were, on a different building and perform these abortions and see all these body parts mangled and pulled apart. And her conscience seemed to be free. It was that simple to her. And she said, it actually is more lucrative to be an abortion doctor than it is to be an OBGYN doctor performing births. It's a lucrative business. It's a dirty lucrative business. You can see her story and read it and listen to it on Focus on the Family website. But she was saved. The Lord began to work in her heart that this is a human being, a person. And they threw all kinds of, of, of challenges to her. And she took challenges and they said, what about for rape and incest? And she said, I believe in the sovereignty of God. If there's a baby in my womb, it's a separate child. And that child, it's not that child's fault. That child is precious to God and that life is valuable. The sanctity of human life. And I trust in the sovereignty of God. And so should all mothers who unfortunately and sadly are victimized by rape and incest and conceive a child. That child is made in the image of God, is a, is a person that will live somewhere forever. What about children that uh, are from families, previous siblings were, came with terrible diseases. They're precious in the eyes of God. Remember a lecture in a class with medical students gave this scenario. The father has syphilis. The mother has tuberculosis. The first child was blind. The second child died. The third child was deaf and dumb. The fourth child had tuberculosis. She's pregnant with the fifth child. What do you advise? And most of the medical students advised, without any qualms, abortion. And he said, Congratulations, you have just murdered Beethoven. Who knows? And it doesn't matter whether that child will be a Beethoven or a chimney sweeper or a blind and deaf child like Fanny Crosby or someone born blind, deaf, dumb. They're made in the image of God. Let us trust in God's sovereignty. And you say, well, it's easy for you to say because you're a man. Brother and sister, this is the Word of God. 
God is sovereign. And there are many, and you can again look online, there are many that whose parents sought an abortion and decided against it, that are giving testimony and grateful. And you know, it's, it's like a man said, I, I think I'm correct to, to, to conclude that the people that are advocating abortion are living, weren't aborted by their parents. Abortion is forgivable. Murderers are forgivable. Ask Moses, ask David, ask Paul. Moses killed an Egyptian. David used the sword of an enemy to kill one of his soldiers, one of his faithful soldiers. Paul, in his rage, had Christians arrested, torn from families, tried and sentenced to death. And that no doubt haunted him the rest of his life. Sixty plus million lives lost. Last Sunday in Florida, Vice President Harris, and there's a reason why she went to the capital of Florida in the face of a potential presidential candidate. But she said, we're on the right side of history. And may I say, Vice President Harris, you're on the wrong side of destiny. You will give account to God for your promotion of abortion. May you flee from the wrath to come. May you be saved. Planned Parenthood's president, Alexis McGill Johnson, said it's okay that Roe versus Wade was issued on time. She said that didn't go far enough. And she is outspoken to say that Roe versus Wade was the floor. We're heading for the ceiling. Be advised, brothers and sisters, the battle has just begun. She's saying, go for the ceiling. And that's where they are right now. They're okay with, with the, uh, the decision back in June. Because now they're going for the gusto. Do you know there's a clergy advocacy board? in Planned Parenthood a clergy advocacy board for abortion rights. They will give account to God. Abortion is nothing but a termination of a person not merely the termination of a pregnancy. One day one day Abortion will be terminated. Death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Aborted children will rise up in the judgment of that day and will condemn butchers, wicked people who have promoted the culture of death. Thank God for the culture of life. Thank God for 
our lives. Thank God that He is the giver of life. Thank God He's the saver of life. The judge of all the earth has not relinquished His power. He still sits on the throne. And there is going to be a day of judgment, a day of reckoning. Justice may be delayed, but it will not be forever. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, we give our voice, we add our voice of protest to murder in this world. Oh, Father in heaven, you hear the cries of these children that have been aborted and are continuing. Lord, you hear the cries of these children in operating rooms as we speak. Oh God, we pray for the hastening of the coming of Christ. Lord, we pray that you would bless all those that are fighting for the lives of children. Bless our lawyers. Bless the doctors. Bless those that Oh Lord, are, are standing against the culture of death, willing to risk their, their jobs, their reputations. Pray, Lord, that You would make their efforts fruitful. Oh, Father, we pray that, that states would, would fight against the culture of death. Pray against New York State. Pray against our governess. I pray against our judges. Oh God, I pray that you would blow upon this, this filthy industry. Lord, save children physically. Save children spiritually. Save mothers. Help them to understand. And trust in the sovereignty of God. And love their children. Even those, Lord, that are victims of rape and incest. Help them to love their children to see that they're made in the image of God. Oh Lord, love these mothers and deliver them from murder. Save those who have, who have aborted their children. We pray that many of them would come to Christ and change like Dr. Altman. Oh Lord, please send revival. Send revival, Lord, in this land and in the world. Turn the culture of death, O God, on its head. Save multitudes of souls. Cause the gospel to succeed. That the fear of God would fall. The fear of judgment. That justice will not be delayed forever. O judge of all the earth, show forth thyself, we pray. Thank you for... Letting us be born, Lord. Thank You for our children and grandchildren. Oh, help them to be a voice for Thee in this, in this world of wickedness. Preserve them, Lord. Oh, give them many children in their marriages to bring up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Oh, may our churches grow from inside, Lord. Please cause believers to remember the mandate that still exists to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Lord, you know the selfishness of believers. Oh, Father, hear our prayers. 
In Jesus' precious name, amen.